This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. So welcome back. It is another episode of e-commerce FM, your e-commerce SEO podcast. My name is Matt Young and this gentleman is Rob Carey. Hello, Rob. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, really good, mate. Working hard as always. Yep, in this tremendous heat that we've got at the moment, but uh, I'm sure it will pass. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, if you're listening a few weeks of time, and if it's tipping down with rain as you're listening to this, we're sorry. We've just lived through about a week of 30 plus degrees. And uh, although that is glorious and we should be happy for it, when you're stuck indoors all day long, it's not that fun, is it, Rob? That's true, yeah. <laughs> so today's topic then, we're going to be talking about free and paid tools for e-commerce SEO. So let's kick it straight off then, Rob. I'm going to dive straight in. What kind of tools then generally are available to e-commerce websites to help with SEO? Well, I'd put them into three different categories, and that's desktop software, which runs on your computer or your laptop. There's SaaS, which is software as a service, and that's where you have access to a tool from a website that you go to. And plugins, which are bits of software which extend the functionality of your existing e-commerce platform. These all have uh, a free and a paid option usually. Uh, most of the free options, though, are quite restricted about what you can actually do with them. And eventually, all of them try to get you to pay in the end. Yeah, we have to pay eventually, don't we? Uh, so what would you use the tools for then, Rob? Well, the core task for SEO tools uh, and what they can help with are uh, keyword research, uh, crawling your website, backlink analysis, checking your rankings, and adding SEO elements to your e-commerce site. So going back to the keyword research tool, how would you use that then? I'd use it to learn about what your potential customers are searching for, uh, so you can know which keywords to target on your website and in the content. You can understand what questions your customers might have. You can understand the demand that there might be for certain products or actual individual colors or sizes before you invest in any stock. For example, around 3,500 people a month search for the keyword men's black shoes in the UK and only 1,400 search for men's brown shoes. So you can obviously see there, there's twice as much demand for black shoes for men as there are brown shoes for men. So you can not only get an idea of what the keywords are that people are using to find these websites, but also how many people are actually looking for these products that you sell. Okay, so is there a specific keyword research tool that you would recommend, Rob? Well, SEMrush is probably still the leading tool for keyword research. Their linked data is still very poor, unfortunately, but it's probably got the highest number of keywords in the, in any database and also the most accurate data as well out there. Uh, so SEMrush costs about $100 a month, and I'd say that it's basically essential when you're researching your market. There's no contract, though. It's a it's a month-by-month contract. So you could just buy it for one month, download all the data uh, to do with your industry, everything that you might possibly want to know about your own website, about your competitors, about all the keywords which are driving traffic and any potential new spaces that you might go into in the future. Just download all that data and then you can always just cancel before it renews the following month. Uh, there's also a, a free tool out there called alsoasked.com. 
And it's a relatively new tool uh, made by an SEO here in the UK that scrapes and visualizes Google's people also ask boxes. You've probably seen them on search results. They actually appear on the majority of search results these days on Google. And basically, it's a box which shows you related questions to what you're searching for. So if you search for men's shoes, it will come up with related questions such as, what sizes do men's shoes come in? Uh, what is the cost of a designer men's shoe, for example, is uh, those kind of questions. It's great for finding some new keywords that you might not already be targeting. And it's also a way of finding ideas for articles you could write. Because if people are asking these questions, your e-commerce store, your website could be the one which answers those questions for them. And as a result, you're driving revenue through them. So you can basically give also ask a keyword and it will show everything related to it. And not only just the questions which appear on that search result, but also all the related ones from there as well. And you can download it as a CSV file, totally free. So I definitely recommend checking that out. It's also worth mentioning Google's own tool for this, which is Google Trends, which you can get to at trends.google.com. And it allows you to look at a keyword or topic of interest over time. So you can look at it over the past 12 months to look at seasonality or over the past, say, five years to understand if it's a growing trend or a shrinking trend. You know, sort of how many people are still interested in that product or in that niche. You can use it to spot growing trends as well. So if you want to know what's hot in your market at the moment, you can use this tool to understand what products maybe you should be selling that you don't currently sell. You can also identify new countries that you could potentially move into. So it breaks it down by countries. So you can see that maybe after the US, Canada's not the best country to sell to next. Maybe you should look at selling your products to people in the UK or in Australia. You can also compare different niches and keywords as well to see which one's most popular, uh, both at the moment and over time. Fantastic. Some really good resources there. Now, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have done some form of you know keyword research before, but not many maybe have crawled their website. Now, why should they be doing this, Rob? Well, let's start off with what a website crawler actually is. It's software that mimics how Google crawls your website. And it's a tool that basically visits your web page, finds every link on that page, and then visits all of those links, and so on and so on, until it's basically visited every single page on your website. And it's a tool that you can use to find technical SEO issues that you might have on your e-commerce store. It's probably the most important tool in an SEO consultant or an SEO agency's arsenal. It's the main thing that they'll use when they kick off with a SEO audit before working with a client because it's a good way to understand the structure of the website. It's an amazing way to find out any SEO elements or issues that you might have. You can find broken links, you can fix redirect loops and highlight duplicate content issues as well. But it does take skill to do all of this. Most of the tools just give you raw data or try to give you very basic advice. Um, but what you really need to do is look at that data yourself and understand what the data means. It takes time to learn how to do this, though. Uh, but it's well worth investing that time if your website is important to you. I use different website crawlers for different purposes. So, for example, I've actually coded my own website crawler, which was specifically built for large websites like e-commerce stores with tens of millions of pages. 
uh, and it was designed so it could scale up over hundreds and hundreds of servers, just like Google does. But you probably don't need that on your day-to-day basis. As a day-to-day crawler, I use something called Screaming Frog, and that's a desktop software that can run on your Windows, Mac, or Linux computer. There's a, a free version of it out there, but it's very heavily limited in functionality, and you can only crawl about 500 pages, and a lot of e-commerce stores are bigger than that. But the paid version is only around £149 or $200 a year, probably the best value SEO thing you could invest in. There's also something called Sitebulb, which is a desktop crawling software and a friendly competitor of Screaming Frog. I don't personally use Sitebulb for my own purposes. I tend to just use either my own crawler or Screaming Frog. But I do know some very talented SEOs that swear by it. In fact, a friend of mine said that Sitebulb auto-generates about 90% of his technical SEO audits that he does for his clients. But uh, I'm sure that the other 10% that he does is worth every single penny that he charges. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sitebulb is uh, more focused on providing SEO recommendations and prioritizing those recommendations rather than just looking at the raw crawling power. So it's probably better than Screaming Frog if you're less technical or if you can't spend time sifting through the data. But if you really love sifting through data and the more data, the better, then Screaming Frog is probably the tool for you. Uh, There's no free option for Sitebulb. The best option to go for is their pro version, and that costs £25, around $35 a month. There are, of course, enterprise-level crawlers out there as well, and they fit into the software-as-a-service category. The main ones out there are Deepcrawl and Botify. You only really need these if your e-commerce store is larger than, say, half a million pages, which starts to get quite hard to manage with a desktop crawler. And both companies uh, hide their pricing on their website, but you should expect to pay enterprise-level prices, you know, thousands of dollars a month if you go down this route. So only go down that route if you have a huge e-commerce site. We're talking millions and millions of pages. If you don't have that, you can basically get just as good data with one of these desktop alternatives. Don't forget, of course, we do put a full transcript of the uh, podcast up on our website, ecommerce.fm. So if you want to look back at anything that Rob's just gone over there, please do take a look at that. Uh, There's so much in that last uh, paragraph there that Rob was talking about. So uh, do have a look at the website uh, and catch up on all that sort of stuff. Now, moving on there, Rob, um, backlink analysis. Is that a one-off task or is it something you should do on a regular basis? It should be a big upfront project at the start and then updated preferably every month because, you know, links are always changing. You lose some links and you win some links and so do all your competitors. And this is the reason why rankings go up and down in the most of cases as well is whether someone's won a link or if someone's lost a link. You basically want to find out who links to you, why they link to you, how beneficial or dangerous they are from linking to you which pages are the most popular and most linked to on your site, and why they're the most popular. And lastly, who links to your competitors but doesn't link to you? Now, unless your website is Amazon.com, links are the essential and majority factor for your site going from page five of Google to number one. If you know who links to you and why, you can try to do the same again to attract new links from new websites understand why that website decided to link to you in the first place and maybe if you do the same thing again you can attract that extra link. If you know which of your pages are the most popular 
you'll also know what content works and which products are the most desirable. If you know that a very bad website is linking to you, you can protect your business by sending them a cease and desist letter, asking them to remove that link or telling Google to ignore that link, which you can do through Google Search Console. If you know how powerful your competitors are, you also know how much you need to do in order to win traffic away from them. You can also start to target the sites that link to them and try to get a link from those websites yourself. Now, to understand who links to you and get this information, you need a link data provider. Now, there's three main commercial providers of link data, and they're Majestic, Ahrefs, and Moz. Google Search Console itself does give you a list of links for your own website, but it doesn't give you any information about your competitors, and it doesn't give you any quality metrics. And quality metrics are basically essential to understand those links going into you, which ones are the most important or which ones are dangerous. Now, SEMrush, which we mentioned before, does offer link data as well, but I wouldn't recommend using it. No, definitely buy it for that keyword research process, but don't use it for your backlink analysis. You know, the amount of links in their database is quite small in comparison to the other providers, and also the quality metrics they use in their links are quite questionable. So, yeah, just use them for keyword research. In terms of what I use, personally, I use both Ahrefs and Moz. Ahrefs seems to have... Uh, the biggest database and finds the most links for the sites that um, I'm looking for. But Moz has the best quality metrics and the best scores there. So I use a mixture of data from both of them to try and get the most information I can. So that's great. So that helps you look at you know your competitors and what's going on in your market. But how about checking your own website's rankings then? What do you use for that? Well, again, you can do this for free using Google Search Console. But it only shows you data on the keywords that you already rank for, not what you want to rank for. So if you really want to rank for the term pink slippers, then you need to find out who actually ranks for it at the moment, uh, get a list of those websites and be able to monitor those to understand you know, how competitive it is, how much the rankings fluctuate. But Google won't give you that data if you don't already rank for that term. Now, if you already have a Moz or Ahrefs or SEMrush subscription, you can actually do all this already in those. They offer keyword ranking and website ranking uh, technology within that subscription. So if you're already paying for Moz for your link data, for Ahrefs for your link data, or SEMrush for your keyword data, then there's no need to use any other tool. Those will work perfectly fine for monitoring those. Also bear in mind that these tools are able to monitor it for a long period of time, whereas Google Search Console tends to cut off the data after a certain date point. So you want to be able to have this information forever for the longevity of your business. There are many ranking monitoring tools on there on the market that only do this one task, but I don't use any of them personally. I use my own technology, plus also those tools that we've mentioned before. So Just use the one that you're already paying for if you can. Okay, so how do you make the changes to your site when the tools actually find an issue? Well, all e-commerce platforms have their own SEO plugins. These usually give you all the features that you need and all the functionality to fix the website issues that these crawlers and these tools flag up. For WooCommerce, I'd recommend the WordPress plugin RankMath actually more than the most popular one, which is Yoast SEO. I think that RankMath has more comprehensive features now, 
It really integrates well with WooCommerce. And it also doesn't spam or overtake your WordPress admin control panel like Yoast SEO tends to. For Shopify, I tend to use the SEO Manager app, which costs $20 a month and is available in the Shopify store. And for Magento, I recommend Magworks SEO Suite, which is a plugin which you can buy and install on your Magento installation. If the listeners are looking for an SEO plugin for another e-commerce platform, then please get in touch with us and uh, we'll be happy to provide some recommendations. Also, if any listeners have a SEO tool or plugin question, we're more than happy to help as well. Fantastic. You can do that, of course, by having a look at our website. There's a contact form on there and the address is ecommerce.fm. That's also where you'll find another way. You can you can email us directly via there. And of course, our social media channels are linked on there too. So give us a follow and you can ask some questions via social media as well. Be more than happy to get back to you on that one. And of course, create new content for future shows as well. So that's it for this week then. Do, of course, if you've enjoyed the show, we would love it so much if you would leave us a ranking. You know, if you can give us a five-star rating, that would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, whatever platform that you are listening to us on right now, just give us a little ranking. And, and of course, if you can share the show, you know, use your social media channels, tell other people about this, tell other people in your industry uh, that uh, e-commerce FM exists and is out there and is helping you uh, with your day-to-day tasks in terms of SEO for e-commerce websites. Uh, but until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay a bit cool if it's still warm. Uh, Rob, have a great week. Cheers, you too. See you next week. This is Ecommerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. <laughs>